Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Tea with Tina podcast. Today's episode is a little different. We are going to be doing a mini-series. I haven't done a mini-series in a very long time. The last time I did a mini-series, if you're interested, was the All About Macros mini-series. I'll link it in the show notes. I did an episode on protein, an episode on carbs, and an episode on fats, and they all had like fun little downloadables in the show notes for you to use that accompanied the episode and I I really enjoyed doing that I got away from it for one reason or another but we're gonna dive into a mini series Um, fun little fact I actually asked chat GPT to give me some ideas (laughs) as I incorporate AI a little bit more into my everyday life um, for some mini series and this is what chat GPT told me of course I put my own little twist on it it's like I didn't use purely the recommendations but it's going to be wellness across the life stages. And I thought this was a really interesting topic. It's going to be a four-part mini-series. We're going to cover the first two this week at the time of recording. And I thought it was interesting because we're going to cover childhood, teenager, um, adulthood, and elderly. And I like this because I think it can apply to all of us, right? Like, even if you're somebody who doesn't have a child, like I've not had a child, um, I'm not a parent, but I still think it's helpful to know about the childhood nutrition. And I think it might be good for you um, in the teenager nutrition um, because we were all children. We were all teenagers at one point in time. And maybe listening to the stuff that you're going to hear now can kind of help you reflect back on your own childhood and your own teenage years. And if you ever do come across and interact with children and teenagers, whether it be through your job, you have nieces and nephews, um, or you have children of your own, I think these can be really easily applied. And for the elderly and the adults, that could be for our friends and family, for our parents, our grandparents, um, for ourselves, you know. So it all of this can be used in your life, no matter what stage of life you're in. Um, somebody you know, you're going to benefit from this each and every single episode. So I hope you tune into all four because we are starting out with childhood today. Childhood nutrition and habits, focusing on fostering healthy um, eating habits in children, and just some healthy movement habits, okay? So let's dive in. Welcome to the Tea with Tina, your favorite podcast where we talk all things health, fitness, lifestyle, and maybe a little bit of tea gets spilled. We chat all about this in a super casual environment. So grab your beverage of choice, sit back, relax, and enjoy. I just took bulleted point notes, so I might ramble a little bit, but it's all good stuff, I promise. The first thing that I started out with that I think is important is that, especially with a child, so let's say maybe like 12 and under, because 13, it starts like preteen years, so we'll say 12 and under, it starts with the parent or caregiver. Um, They set the tone for the family, right? Um, When it comes to health, and fitness, if, whether you realize it or not, the way that the parents or caregiver acts, or even just the adults, the people that they're around act, um, kids pick up on that. Like, even just thinking back to, like, my family, my family was not very um, active growing up, although my sister, she had bad body image, and I love her to death, but she, you know, would always pick at her stomach. She'd always worried that she didn't have a flat stomach. Cellulite. My mom was worried about cellulite and the way her stomach looked. Maybe my sister picked on, up on that from my mom. 
I picked up on that from my sister. I remember she would do bicycle crunches on the ground to get a flat stomach and I'd copy her. You know, we'd sit there and do them together um, or she ate a certain way. So I'd eat a certain way and like that can really turn into some unhealthy eating habits, right? Or unhealthy body image that's learned. Even the types of comments that you make um, about your children. I think you can reframe certain comments, um, you know, even if you're hinting at them maybe being overweight, um, or that they're eating too big of portions, I think we can reframe it in a healthy way where it's not going to offend somebody. Um, you're just making them aware. I think you can do it in a very lovingly way that's not going to end in like tears or a screaming battle, right? So there's, there's a lot, and it does start with the parent or caregiver. So if you're a parent or caregiver with a child, or maybe you're around children because you're a school teacher or whatever, this is going to be important for you to, to set an example yourself. Um, because then the kids are watching you and they're going to pick up on that subliminally, sub, subliminally, <laughs> subliminally, or not, okay? And another kind of interesting story I wanted to uh, share is that I train a lot of clients who are moms, right? And they do indeed watch you. I've had a couple instances of um, one of my clients in particular, she has um, two great kids. And the one kid drew a little gym on the sidewalk with chalk and she sent me a picture of it and it said like Tina's gym on it you know because he knew that I was her trainer and like she would talk about me to him and he he would like associate that and he's like look mommy you know you're going to the gym and it's Tina's gym so they do pick up on that um and then you know they would bring their kids to holiday workouts we did a Halloween workout and a lot of of the parents who had kids I encouraged them to bring their kids and it was really cool to see the kids getting involved with the workouts and like they kicked some butt you know all different ages and they were working out with the parents they were you know doing the form better than them sometimes <laughs> but it was fun to see them moving and encourage them moving and show that it's you know you can enjoy um, exercise so that was really cool to do and even the same client one time she had her children um, they had the idea to like do a little restaurant so the the younger son dressed up as a butler and he served them healthy foods they knew mom was trying to be healthier so they made sure the dishes were healthier I mean it was like a four course meal or three or four course meal they had a little ta uh, table set up it was awesome so I loved seeing that um, to get the pictures but it's little stuff like that you can get your kids involved in a fun way and like I said they'll take note and if they see that you're really trying they might try to help you out and that's good to reinforce that um, and then some other things, just kind of moving on from that, is with children, trying to make time to sit and eat together. Um, I know especially in today's world, you know, we're so busy, who knows, both parents are often working, maybe dad's working late or mom's working late, and you know, when one's home, the other's not, so it's hard to do that, but you can still try to make a time to sit down and eat, even if it's maybe on the weekends or an off day when the parents are both off, um, or if you're just one parent, you know, there's all kinds of different situations, but whenever you do have the time to do it, try to prioritize that time together, um, so you're not just, you know, grabbing something quick and go, running to get McDonald's. Um, you know, you sit down, you eat a home-cooked meal, you enjoy each other's company, you, you know, you're not plopped in front of the TV, you're actually um, around everybody and you, you eat slow and controlled and it really does just have a lot of great habits to it. And 
another thing, <laughs> sorry, I have like a lot of bullet points here. Another thing from taking time to sit and eat together, another, another basic thing would be prioritizing movement and playing together. This should motivate you to stay healthy and agile so you can keep up with and play with your kids. This is kind of an indirect goal that I think a lot of people don't realize that they have or want um, because as humans, we are, we often think of ourselves as invincible. We often think it's not going to happen to me um, unless you're a hypochondriac like me (laughs) and think everything's going to happen to you. No, I'm just kidding. But if we think that and then we're also very like right now we think about right now we don't think about the distant future we always think about us today how are we going to benefit today we don't really care about our future selves there's a couple people who do that but most human instinct we're like right now and i think it's kind of like a survival thing right you know when you're a caveman being chased by a tiger you don't care where you're going to be a year from now you're just trying not to be eaten by a tiger but I think we forget that, you know, if we're living, um, you know, the typical American lifestyle, we're eating fast food every single day, we get no sleep, we have no time with our kids, we're sitting there on the couch, binge watching Netflix, we don't get any movement, like, where are you going to be at 5-10 years from now? Are you going to be pre-diabetic? Are you going to have to fork over a couple hundred dollars for medication? Are you going to have knee pain where you can't bend down on your knee to, you know, um hug your kid or you don't have the strength to lift your kid up because you have a bad back or you can't keep up with them when they're playing sports and they just want to play with you on a Sunday afternoon or you don't um you can't run up to keep after them or when they have grandkids you can't keep up with the cute grandkids um you have to sit there and they're like come on grandma or grandpa let's play and you're just like I can't you know those are little things that we don't really think about because we think we're invincible and sure some people are lucky and they could leave lead um, relatively unhealthy lifestyles and you know have minor issues but a lot of us things do pop up and it's better to be preventative in my mind um, for the future and try to give ourselves the best chance we can to a healthy long relatively pain-free life right um so we have that Another cool thing, too, that I see sometimes, especially with people who are very fitnessy, is considering having your kids with you in your workout environment when it's safe, obviously, but letting them watch you. So, like, even at the gym I used to work at, um, the owners were pretty relaxed, where, like, you could bring your kid in and sit up front, and they'd give them, like, an iPad, and they can hang out, but they could kind of peek out on the gym floor, and they'd see mom or dad working out, um, and, and they were always really good. So that's one thing I've seen with at-home gyms um, or certain gyms do allow kids because they have daycare or whatnot. You know, the kid will be there watching them work out and like if it's an at-home workout or uh, a certain workout, the kids kind of mimic them. I know they have like little toy workout sets that kids can use um, so you can give them little toy weights and again, all within safe uh, means here. We don't want the kids lifting like 100 pounds or anything crazy, just plastic weights. Um... But it's kind of cool because they'll mimic you and they kind of see you working out. And I've even talked to adults that I trained that were like, oh, yeah, my dad used to, you know, lift in the basement and I'd see him. And like when you grow up around active parents, like I said, I feel like you do you are influenced by that. Like my parents were never in sports. I think my dad was in football and baseball in high school, but he just talked about it. They do live very active jobs. So my dad's very physical because um, he's a mechanic and my, my mom, you 
you know, runs around a lot too. So they've always been very like, they run around and they move a lot and they have a hard time sitting down. Um, so I, I feel like I was influenced by that from a movement perspective, but nothing like exercise specific. My brother did lift weights and then my sister, like I said, she did fitness stuff. So I was kind of influenced by them though, I would say. Um, but they'll definitely see that. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, they're going to see if you, you know, have the treadmill and you put the clothes over the side of it and let it collect dust. Um, or if you try the at-home workout and then you sit on the couch and eat a, you know, bowl of potato chips. They're going to see that too. So keep that in mind. Always be a role model. <laughs> um, some other things going back to the eating together, having some walks after dinner. Walking after dinner is a great time because usually you're settling down for the day. It's a good way to help digest your food. You can walk around the neighborhood. If you have a dog, you know, you can bring the dog along. Um, maybe playing outside, you know, after dinner for a little bit as the sun's setting in the summer months. You know, you could play some catch. A game that I really excuse me, a game that I really enjoyed as a child was, I don't even know if it's around anymore, but it was called lawn fishing. <laughs> it sounds so stupid, but they were like these little plastic fish and you would put like two plastic fish together, like, you know, it'd be three dimensional and you'd throw them out in the yard. It was actually really fun. You throw them out in the yard and you had, um, your fishing pole and you had to reel them in because they they did it through the grass. So I thought that was cool. Like even just little stuff like that. I know I'd play four square with the local neighborhood kids. We'd run around and play release. Um, the parents would have block parties while they were doing that. We'd be running around playing. So I think encouraging that balance of playing outside. And I will say I was a kid who did vi play video games, but we balanced it. You know, if it was rainy outside and there was nothing to do, we would play video games. So we'd watch TV, but if it was nice out, But if it was nice out, we would um, we would play outside. Okay, so we have that. And then some other things, teaching simple principles. Um, I think also showing kids moderation because at first we might want to say, "Oh my God, don't don't eat ice cream, don't eat those sweets." Um, watching how we frame things and and think about how you would want to be taught something think about how um i use my teachings you could always look at my page and i take a really balanced uh well-rounded approach you know and i have another client that does this and i thought that was great you know she allows them to have sweets but she says hey you know you had cookies today already so if you if you choose to eat the cookies right now that means you can't have anything after dinner because you're allowed to only have the one sweet per day right so and it might be different for your kids you know it doesn't always have to be one but depending on you and your lifestyle little principles like that um showing them that there are kind of consequences like you can't eat 10 sweets but you also don't have to restrict yourself to never having sweets ever again. And then also, you know, there are probably some days where if you're out in an amusement park, you know, you can break the one sweet rule. Just like in real life, we kind of break our diet rules, you know, one day a week or so. Um, or even like Halloween, you know, with candy. I know sometimes parents will donate some of their uh, candy and they give up half of it for something. And you can reward them and say, hey, if you give up half of your bag, I'll give you X amount of dollars in exchange. So then that's less of it lying around. Um, little things like that, I think, are, are great to teach them too. Teaches them responsibility. Um, even little habits like going out to eat, limiting 
the amount of times you go out to eat. I know I grew up in a family, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we went out to eat. And my parents were busy, and it's just what the lifestyle I live. But it has definitely affected my adult life in the fact that I attach a lot of emotions to eating out. I enjoy eating out. I mean, who doesn't? But, like, I, I feel like it's more deeply ingrained in me than somebody who maybe had home-cooked meals all the time. Um, for people who have had home-cooked meals all the time, they don't see you know, the excitement or hype of eating out. So like that can really impact them in their adult lives and how they struggle with the relationship with foods. So that's something to think about. Or if you do go out to eat, at least encourage healthier choices. I know my mom, this is like a light bulb memory. This is so strange. But I remember when I was growing up, I don't know how old I was. I had to be pretty young, maybe like six or seven years old, maybe even younger than that. But I remember my mom would make me scrambled eggs and I was just a kid, so I had no concept of anything. But she'd be like, how many eggs do you want? So I'd get, like, two. And for some reason, something in my head, like, every day, like, as a game or something, I'd be like, well, I want three eggs. I want four eggs. I want five eggs. And, like, it was kind of like a game. And she never talked back to me. She never said, like, oh, don't you think that's a lot? Like, I think it got up to, like, seven eggs that I was eating in a day. And, like, she didn't say anything. But I could tell, like, looking back on it, she was kind of like, eh and I also remember if we went out to eat I'd be like oh well can I try the medium can I try the large can I try the extra large and again it was just kind of like a curiosity thing I don't even think it was necessarily like oh she's growing she's hungry but I don't know like there was no like hey you shouldn't be eating this size um that's too much food for you like there wasn't they just kind of like let me do what I wanted which I don't know I don't know if it, it didn't necessarily have a negative impact on me, but I could see how it could for certain kids, right? Um, so that's why I think like when you are going out to eat that encouraging the healthier options like, hey, get apple slices and milk instead of soda and fries. Um, or let's go with the chicken nuggets instead of the burger, you know, little things like that or grilled chicken nuggets and, and being conscious of where you go, like maybe Chick-fil-A is a better option than McDonald's, you know little things and oh my goodness I see some parents I apologize if you're somebody who does this um but I do disagree with it some parents who give their kids like the full caffeinated like frappuccino drinks from McDonald's <laughs> I'm like why would you give your kids like 200 milligrams of caffeine one caffeine does stunt growth in children they've done research on this two you're pounding them with sugar and caffeine they're gonna like drive you crazy <laughs> <laughs> that's way too much kids are already hyper and active as they, it is we don't need to add to it with sugar and caffeine but um you know watching things like that too um another thing was with food would be school lunches you can make school lunches healthy and fun right you know maybe you can add uh, a fun food like a mini size candy bar on Fridays because oh you made it to the end of the week here's your little treat it's Friday or a holiday um, you know something for them to enjoy and then maybe you can write personalized little notes for them but then the rest of the meals are you know healthier and for kids they do have a lot of like fun healthier options like the little like gogurt um, like applesauce squeeze pouches you can cut certain sandwiches into fun shapes you can do little like kids bento boxes filled with um, veggies and fruits and things like that so that's an option um, so there's a lot of options there um and then the two other points that I wanted to finish on was one 
some simple habits like encouraging playing outside, which we kind of talked a little bit about, parking your car farther away, taking the stairs. If they see you complain, they will watch you and that'll be ingrained in them. So like, going, oh, these stairs, I'm so out of breath. Uh, we need to take the elevator. Like they're going to catch on to that. Or like, you know, <laughs> you do the circle 10 times to try to get to the front parking spot when you could have just parked a little bit farther away and walked. <laughs> I know who you are. <laughs> um, and then, you know, shifting gears, and I think something important to end on is going to be not only the movement aspect and not only the nutrition aspect for children, but I think also ingraining just healthy habits like reading, um, you know, personal hygiene and mental health is going to be important to ingrain in them as well because that's important and, and I always talk about it but health and wellness is like an octopus there's a ton of different legs on there it's not just workouts it's not just nutrition we have you know healthy habits and mental health and setting boundary and you know personal hygiene there's a lot of different things going on um, and another one is expressing their feelings allowing them to speak up a little bit and let you know what's going on in their head because a lot of the times they might be afraid to speak up or say something um, because they might be afraid they get yelled at or you know something's just gonna happen something native's gonna happen so I think if you create a safe space for them to share things it'll be a lot easier for you to communicate with them and you know speak their mind and you can formulate plans together and I say all of this without having a child but you know I will say I have experience I've been a child before you all have had experience, whether you have a child or not. You were a child once, and I think reflecting on your own experiences can kind of help you build a better future for the children that may be in your lives, whether you have a child of your own or you are around children. Um, so I hope that you found this episode helpful. I hope it got the gears turning. Um, stay tuned for the next episode in this series, which will be focusing on teens. That one's going to be a little bit tougher. The hormones are raging and flowing and got a lot going on but it'll be a good one uh if you like this show guys be sure to subscribe to my channel for those of you on youtube um on the podcast you can follow it usually wherever you listen so that way you always get new updates for the new episodes that would mean a lot to me um, so i could still stay chatting with you all right guys that's all for now have a great week and we'll chat soon bye